Warning. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant goobs. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, now 27 years old, uh, the Rick and Bubba show, our birthday coming up on the 1st of January. Today, Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba all here. Dan Moultrie is with us. Bo Jackson is with us. And welcome back, Mr. Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, glad Bubba. to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. We are having a bodacious hour. We are. It's, uh, Bo knows Rick and Bubba today. Uh, so, Bo, one thing that we didn't do, we've talked about the fundraiser. We've talked about the event. We've, we've told a sports story and a hunting story or two. But give us, what it, what is the update of Bo Jackson, and I guess what I'm saying, probably Bo Jackson Enterprises or whatever your various companies are called. What what all are you involved in? What's now? Bo doing today? I've got my hand in so many pots, man, until it's not funny. But it's 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 but it's all about setting things up for the next generation and so forth and so on for my kids and my grandkids and so forth and so on. But I got a um, I'll start there. Um, um, I'm in the corrugated box business, doing a lot of business. Uh, um, um, I'm in the corrugated box business. I've got 180, 185,000 square foot warehouse in Cottondale, Alabama, uh, doing a lot of business there um, with storage, corrugation, so forth and so on. Um, another business is that I am on the bank board here in Illinois. Uh, we started a bank back in 2007, me and about 21 other in individuals. And we sold it about three, four years ago. And I'm still on that board. I got a meeting this, this, this afternoon, a lunch meeting with the ex president and the current president, uh, to, to, uh, talk over some stock options. Mm-hmm. Which 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 is always good. Um, I have my uh, food company, and it my food company used to be VEJ Holdings, but we morphed it into Jackson and Partners. And what I do there, I am now an importer of seafood from about six different countries uh, around the world. Um, as we know, uh, f- the food service industry is almost dormant right now. And what I mean by that, your restaurants, your casinos, yeah. your cruise ships, and so forth and so on. Nobody's doing any work there. So, But all of the retailers now is scrambling because they got to keep their shelves full. And it's good for us because I am an importer of seafood, which is crab and shrimp. And I'm getting those products from everywhere, from Mexico to Venezuela, Spain, Indonesia, India, countries like that. So I'm in the uh, food export building business as far as that concerned. Um, we got offices in Chicago and Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Got warehouses in New Jersey, Miami, and Houston, all shiploading docks. And um, what else am I doing? Oh, I'm, I am a minority owner in a company called Colgan Carp Solutions. And what we are doing there is we are trying to do our part in eradicating the Asian carp from America's rivers. Hmm. And we're doing something with it. We are actually, we're not just eradicating the carp from the river and uh, 
killing them. We are actually looking at processing these fish to use them to use them for everything from crab bait, from crab bait to um, to uh, grinding it up, using it as fish meal to serve third world countries. Uh, we're also using it uh, in our penal systems to help feed in uh, mates. Got that going on. Um, I have a little company that I set up within my corrugated box company in Alabama called Jackson's Resources. And what I plan on doing with that, you know how they say, uh, work your butt off to get to the top of the mountain, but never forget to reach back and pull somebody else up that mountain. Well, I set up a company um, uh, called Jackson Resources to where I want to get with the state, get with the head of the states to let them know that I set up a company because I want to give, um, I want to give um, people that are incarcerated a second chance. Yeah. Uh, because once they get out, they have to report to their parole officer. And they one thing that, that they got to do is get a job. And I want them to know that uh, with my expansion of my warehouse business, I, I have a job there for them. So it's all about giving back with me, building and giving back. And um, those are some of the things that I'm doing. I'm on the national speaking tour. So yeah. I travel around the country well, and do that. Well, I was going to, I want to ask you about one other thing, but I, I didn't hear you list I'm considering investing. You may have heard of Rick and Bubba Incorporated. It's a show. Uh, I, I want to help those guys. I'm going to reach down, and, I, I, and I'm at the mountain. I'm reaching down for Rick and Bubba. I'm, I'm helping. Gonna take, it's going to take both arms, Bubba. Listen, it ain't going to be one hand. It's two hands. Listen, you need – you're going to need somebody way bigger than me. You, I think you're going to need God. <laughs> that's, a, that's what we've always needed. We've always needed that. That's, who, that's who's in charge of this thing. It's the only way yeah. it's still here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I do want to ask you about Heisman House, though, because those commercials are hilarious. And, of course, yes. you know, we, we've got Heisman winners, you know, for quite a there's – a, there's a big pool to pull from. How, how does – you and I talked about that off there, but we didn't on there. How does that work? I mean, if you're a Heisman winner – you know, what's the process of you ending up in a Heisman house versus, you know, say one of the other Heisman winners or a group of you together? How does all that work? Well, they got all of the names of the Heisman winners. And they'll go down the list. Who can we use for this next commercial? Then they'll call you. And if that person's busy, then they'll go to the next person. And they got to work out some type of financial deal because our time isn't for free. Correct. So, right. so. Just and so that's why it's called Nissan Heisman House, right? Or, yeah, Nissan Heisman House. Get a vehicle if you can. <laughs> so, 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 I'm familiar with that. So, I heard a little something. Now, hey, you want me to show you my Ram 1500 from Henry? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, you got me. Go ahead. Gotcha, gotcha. So, they they'll call you around late spring, early summer because the commercials are filmed then. Right. And uh, you just go there and you really don't know who else is there until you get there and get the script. Okay. So forth and so on. So, so you don't get one that I, Yeah, you don't get the script till you get there then. Yes. Because that the last one you did was very funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a good time with that. I had a good time with all 
the young players. I probably had the most fun with uh, Baker Mayfield because he <laughs> just got – it was his – I think I think it was his rookie year, right after his rookie year, and, and a week before he had just gotten married. Oh, wow. So he and his wife was going to leave the Heisman commercial the next day and go to Hawaii for their honeymoon, and his agent was on the phone – they had been on the phone for two or three days trying to find somebody to get them in Mama's Fish House. Oh, yeah. Which is the which. Yeah. You got to have a reservation yeah. a year in advance. Yeah, I've eaten Unless that. you're Oprah Winfrey or <laughs> the <laughs> president or somebody like that. Yeah. And they could not get into the, they couldn't get in. So I heard them over talking about it. And I walked up to him and I said, Baker. I hear you trying to get dinner reservation at uh, Mama's Fish House. He said, yeah, but my agent can't find anybody. We can't get anybody. He said, I want to take my new wife. So I said, what is it worth? (laughs) I said, what is it worth? And we talked. He said, hey, I'll give you whatever you want. I'll give you tickets to whatever game. I'll get you a suite (laughs) in my games. So I get my phone, pick up the phone <laughs> and I call and um, I said, Hey, what's going on, man? I said, can you do me a favor? I said, I got a good friend here that's been trying to just got married. I said, have you heard of Baker Mayfield? I said, yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, I said, He's going to be in town. He and his new wife just got married, and he wants to experience Mama's Fish House. What do you want to go back? <laughs> and, and I tell him, and what time, Baker? <laughs> Seven? All right. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. I said, you in, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're in, Baker. And his agent looked at me and said, I can't tell you what he said, but he said, who the F do you know? <laughs> I said, that's not your business. I said, you got reservations, Baker, for this day at 7 o'clock, you and your wife, and you will be sitting in my booth under my picture. <laughs> We'll come back. <laughs> Can you know Bo and win some cool stuff from Moultrie? 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll do the question when we come back. More Rick and Bubba coming up next with Bo Jackson. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Well, there's the sound of On the Hunt from Leonard Skinner, which means uh, it's time... Normally to match Moultrie, but today it's no bow. This is pure trivia, Rick. Pure, pure trivia. Pure today. trivia. All right, now here's what's up for uh, for grabs, guys. At eight six six, we be big. Uh, we have uh, the Moultrie XV or XA. All that means is wherever. Now remember, you need the cellular service where the camera is actually going to be. 
Uh, where do you get the best signal on Verizon or AT and T? That's your decision. Uh, it's the six thousand, and uh, boy, uh, where would we be with that Moultrie? That's mobile? our latest, greatest. This, this and is the big boy. You know they're hard to find in this pandemic, so there's one available right here. Also, three months of free service. So there's three months. It's it's on Moultrie. That's right. Uh, and then you can get with it a Summit Viper climbing stand. We're going to throw that in as well if you can. Uh, uh, you know, no Bo and know exactly the right answer. So, Bo, what what is the what is the question? The first question is, what is the three most important the the three most memorable for me? The three most memorable sports days in my sports career. Oh my god. <laughs> Bo, this is Trey. This is great. Yeah, that's that's right. So, because so, I guess whatever Bo says, the answer is that's right. right. I mean, there can't so be any second guessing. No, Bo. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can think of some, but, but there's so many. Bro. I can think of two. Yeah, you're so busy, uh, Moultrie. But it's actually not for y'all. It's for the fans. So but, no, you're, you're right. I've, I've already got a camera. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I know you. You're smart. You, you like the and you like the encyclopedia. <laughs> encyclopedia. Right, start. I bet I know two of them. All right, Hunter and Millbrook, you're on with Bo Jackson. What do you think are Bo's three most memorable sports moments? Morning, huh? Uh, Bo over the top. Yeah. All right, that's one. We'll see. What about what about the next? Give two? us all three of them. He's going to give you a thumbs up or down. Okay. Uh, the day he was drafted by the NFL and the day he was drafted in the MLB. Uh, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, so that that is thank not. You, uh, thanks for calling, Hunter. Uh, Jeffrey, get him to tell you if he got one of them. So it'll hey, guys. hey, Jeffrey, you're on. I'm gonna go with uh, Bo over the top. Um, we're gonna say the day he broke the bat over his leg. Good one. And and the day that he was injured in football. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did he get any of them right, Bo? Did, did he get any right, Bo? No. Oh, no. None. Oh, wow. None. <laughs> y'all y'all got to think. Think think about Bo Jackson, where his real love is. That's right. I think that's what you got to think about. Cliff uh, in Prattville. Cliff, Cliff. Uh, what do you think? You're on with Bo. Cliff. Come on. Come on, Cliff. Uh, Come on, Cliff. Is it the Heisman Trophy, the Comeback Player of the Year, and the day he was drafted into the NFL. I think one of them you mentioned is not one of those days because he didn't go. Yeah, right. guys, I, I'm trying to yeah. help y'all think guys, through he, this. He got mad at the Buccaneers. He wasn't happy. He wasn't having anything to do with the Buccaneers. <laughs> Like, mad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> because, still, because, still. think about this. Because what did they cost him? That's where the real love yes. is. Am I right, Bo? Am I am I tracking right there? Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, so, All right, let's go. Oh, we're going to Auburn now. All right, let's oh. see. All right, let's see. Robert, you're on with Bo. Go ahead. Come on, Robert. Cooking. All right. How you doing, Bo? Uh, I'm I think. Doing great. Great. Come on, uh, the first one be the, uh, the the first first game you walked out on in uh, in Auburn and um, Jordan Hare Stadium. He, he's he thinking right now. Uh, the second one would be one of my favorites would be 
the day you called the shot and hit the home run in Georgia. Woo! Um, and the third one, when you when you called the shot in Georgia, um, the third one would be um, maybe your your final game at at, at the Jordan Hare. Mm, any of that? Any of them right? No. Has anybody? Can I take one guess on one of them? Just just as a, I got all three. Just as a to help somebody. Can I take just a guess at one, Bo? So we help them out. When you came back from your hip injury, your first at bat, and you hit a home run for your mother opposite field. Uh, wow! Oh, I thought, well, I thought mom would have ranked on that. Nobody's guessing. Shooting. All right. Guy. All right. How about? <laughs> That's funny. Dad. How about? How about? Up. How about? Nineteen eighty-two against Oxford High School when you ran over Rick Burden. <laughs> <laughs> Just give one I'll of them, Bo. Give one of them. Give one of the three. I'll give a good hit. <clears throat> um, he can't even choose. His are are two of them baseball <laughs> and no, one of them football? What sport are they, Bo? Two of them give baseball and one of them football. The imp- no, it's all got to do with – it's all surrounded by sports. All three is surrounded by sports. Okay. How about when Pat Dye came to your house? It happened when I was on the baseball field. Okay. 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 I know two of them then. It's, but it's, it happened on the baseball field. He, he told you I, one of them. I have, it's I, around baseball. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm, hold up. No we're gonna come on, make another guess. Right. We can't just. We're trying to guess now. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. we're interested. And yeah, I think got I, I got two of them. I think, I think I your first. Ba- I think your first bat at the Royals when you beat out the ball no. to second base. No. Uh, no. I, I got oh, it. Oh, come on. That's no. great. By the way, I've got it. If it's not one of yours, then I need to talk to well, you. That's what I was gonna say. Because <laughs> it should be. Can I blurt it out? Can I say it? Can I give two of them? No, you can't give two. I think it's when the fact that you're the only athlete. To make the All Star Game in Major League Baseball and the Pro Bowl in the same year. Bo, it should no, be. Bo, Bo is killing. Can that not be? <laughs> Bo, that's no one's ever done that. Bo, do you know that? Nobody pays attention to Bo Jackson. So does McKenzie does. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Five minutes past the hour. Bo Jackson is still here. I mean, he said, look, I'm going to hang with you guys today, and he certainly has. Um, so we're trying to get – he's worse than Moultrie. I mean, I, I didn't think anybody could be worse than Moultrie on trying to get answers on stuff. <laughs> so, so Bo, we've got a camera up for grabs. We've got three months service with Moultrie Mobile, and then we also have a – He's a giving us the answer, right? Climb, right? He's the, giving us the there, answer. All right. So here's what we've, what we've done – with Bo is we said, Bo, if somebody guesses one of the three things that that, yes. that, that are your favorite memories, just one of them, then we're going to give you the prize, and then Bo will tell you the other two. Yes. It all comes from – We've he had played, to numb this down. It all comes when he played professionally. It's all during the summer. 
It's summer, yeah. And it's all in baseball. It's all in baseball. That's our hints. There's our hints. And we don't know the answer. We don't even know. He won't even tell us the answer. Rick, Rick, Bo is helping you, and you know it. There is nobody in the United States turning their dial off Rick and Bubba right now. (laughs) They want to know this. Keep keep in mind, it may be frustrating the audience, but it's just rolling up time spent listening for us. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go to Georgia. Sorry about that, Bo. Georgia. Uh, and, uh, I don't mind. You don't mind it. Uh, matter of fact, I've gotten emails from Alabama fans said they're enjoying it today, so that's big. Thanks. Uh, let's go to uh, Georgia where David is standing by. David, if you can just get one of the three things that Bo's looking for, on, you're going to win, and he'll tell you the other two. Well, um, got to do with baseball. So let's – I mean, I know Bo loves baseball and loves baseball, so I would say you don't know. Uh, him being named MLB All-Star for his only time in, what, 89? Mm. Oh, my God. 89. What do you think, Bo? No? It's not it? <laughs> not in close. He's holding I up, would be, too. He's holding up the and, number three, and, and he David, claims that's a hint. It, it, was it David yeah. that was online? Have you, have you guess ready to go? Yeah. You don't have to think through it once we put you on there. And also, <laughs> I want everybody to know. <laughs> you, Tom, Tom from New York is going to call and chew all these people out. He really out. is. He, we're going to get a chewing out. We got a guy this. from New York that tells callers how to call a show properly, and it's hilarious. <laughs> go ahead and have your thoughts together. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me. You get you on there, you stutter, and you stammer. You bomb. <laughs> He's holding up a number three, so it's that's a hint. To do with three. And and this adjustment on the question is not unfair to the other callers because no. none of you have named even one of them. No, yeah. I guess so, the Yankees, but I don't think that's it either. Well, let's let's try Tennessee. <laughs> Tony, what do you think? Tony, Tony's giving up. <laughs> All right, let's go to Tuscaloosa. If he if somebody from Tuscaloosa could win this, what a day! Oh yeah. Oh no. If somebody. It'll erase a lot of pain and heartache. Roger from Tuscaloosa, say hello to Bo Jackson and give us your guess. What's going on, Roger? Not much, Bo. Uh, the only thing that I can come up with is the hit off of Nolan Ryan that he was talking about earlier. Mm, no, no. He's holding up. He's holding <laughs> three up three fingers. He's holding up a number. Can three. I ask this question? Did it happen in one single game? No. Dang it. Oh, okay. It takes no. the Yankees three homers out. Yeah, it is. No, I'll tell you what. But I tell you, it happened. It happened between – now, this happened different years, but each time it was between July and August. Okay. All right. Let's Bo, get... does it have – well, I'm not going to no, say I don't think – I don't think I said Clayton in Alabama. Clayton, uh, go ahead. Baseball season. Uh, good morning, Bo. What's up? Good morning, Clayton. Come on, Clayton, have the answer, because I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, one of my answers got snatched away, so I know that's wrong. So I'm going to have to guess something else. Uh, man, I'm going to say probably your first postseason appearance. Mm-hmm. No, Clayton, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Three. Can I, can I ask this, too? Does it? Does it yeah. have to do – you said it's surround sports. Could it possibly have been off the field? It may be. Mm-hmm. Oh, family time. I think Bubba's got you it. think this is frustrating? Wait to that bank it. board meeting later today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll be bored to tears in that. 
Somebody needs to answer this damn question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he gave us a hint earlier yeah, yeah. about he what did. he does and why he does it. Yep. 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 That's it. Uh huh. Well done, Bubsy. Yep. yep. Bubba got it. Bubba's on it. We own it. Bubba's on it. We got it. Y'all text me. Bubba. Yeah. Bubba, I tell you what, you a smart man. If somebody get this, I'm gonna come down there and kiss you flush on the mouth. <laughs> After you take his temperature. That's right. <laughs> Through yeah, a I'm mask. <laughs> Through a mask. <laughs> All right, let's go to Chad and Huntsville. Chad, what do you think it is? Uh, the all-star game when he climbed the wall after the famous kick. Oh, Chad, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. We, we got it now. We got it now. Yeah. I know. Let's go to Auburn, where Jim is standing by. Jim, welcome to the program. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess my guess would be, or one of the guesses would be, the Heisman commercials that he says he does in, in the summer, er, late spring, early summer. No. Uh, there, there's something in Bo's life that has to do with a three that's very important. And he, and he, he told us earlier why he's doing all this business. Yeah. It, yeah. It's for a reason. Now, think about those and summer and what all that could have together. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Josh and Prattville. Josh, what do you think? Hey, I was going to say when his kid was born, when he had to leave the game early, baseball game. That's it. He's running around the room. Look How at him move. Bo just went over the top again. That's it. Bo just went over the top. Yeah, hey. Bo, there, there's this. Bubba, you were paying attention when he said you got to know Bo. But listen, Bo, Bo, tell us you you had to do something special to get to the hospital on time. Uh oh, we lost oh, the audio. Uh oh, what's happening? Dan, 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 Dan kicked the audio. Dan's unplugged you. All right, go ahead. Hang on. No. Coach Moulton. Most important day. There it is. July 13th, 1986. I hit my first professional home run in Charlotte against the Braves. The day, the same day when I got to the locker room, found out that my oldest son was born. Mm-hmm. July 13th. Okay. July, no, August 2nd, 88, my youngest son was two weeks late. We had to go in and get him. Mm-hmm. I hit a home run after I witnessed his birth. Mm. And July 21st of 1990, my daughter was born, and I purposely got ejected from the game, my first <laughs> at bat. I cussed up ref out <laughs> so I could go to the hospital to spend it with my wife and daughter. So there you so go. So I didn't get the chance to hit a home run that day, but I purposely got thrown out of the game. <laughs> and that'll do it. Well, if you think about it, though, that's appropriate to get thrown out of a place arguing with somebody for a daughter to be born. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? <laughs> and for the boys, yes, it was home runs. Well, and it was a time, my first at bat, I took strike three right down the pipe. It was right there. It was right there. And I turned around and gave the umpire a few choice words like, you need some glasses, you blind. Mm-mm. He said, you out of here. I said, thank you. <laughs> so took off my clothes, got my big cell phone that looked like the military walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. Up on his gun. Yep. Got in my ZR1 Corvette, called my wife, told her that I was on my way down. She asked me to stop by. Popeyes, because they had just come on the block and bring us some chicken. <laughs> there you go. Well, Josh and went there, got there, 
got in the bed with my wife, babies right there, watching chicken and watched the Royals beat the Milwaukee Brewers. There you go. <laughs> Josh, you the got it right. three days that my kids were born. There you go. And all wow. of it revolved around baseball games, and you got there for their for – All their- – yep. When my wife and I were dating, I told her the lady that I'm a mayor, we having three kids, two boys and a girl, exactly two years apart. And she looked at me and called me, you cocky. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then- and till this day, two boys and a girl, exactly two years apart. Well, Josh, it gets you a Moultrie Mobile uh, camera and three yes, months free Josh. service and a Summit Viper climbing stand. Thanks for paying attention and listening to Bo's uh, hints to finally get it. And we'll put you on hold, get you all the information, and Moultrie will send that right to you, okay? Congratulations, right, Josh. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. And, uh, Dan, thank you so much. Bo, thanks for spending so much time with us today. It was a blast. Thank you, guys. But I'm tired, but I got to go take a nap now. <laughs> Rick, 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 what, what, Rick, what, what would Dickie Nadmeyer have to say about Bo being on so long as you did? Well, I, you can tell. I, I knew all along that uh, Rick and Bubba's a bunch of barners. <laughs> they, just, uh, they just obsess over Bo Jackson, who, by the way, did not score when he went over the top. He did not break the plane. I got a picture. I was standing in the end zone. Road tag. <laughs> hey, don't forget also to go to rickandbubba.com if you want to see Bo and Dan and many others and raise some money for the Pat Dye Crooked Oaks Legacy Foundation. November 6th, all the details on how you can get tickets or how you can be part of a, the sports auction and everything online, even if you can't be there, uh, you can go to rickandbubba.com. All that's in show notes. Thank you, Bo Jackson. Thank Bo, you. Thanks. Thank you, guys. I really enjoyed it. See you, buddy. We'll thanks, be right back. Bo. Thanks, Dan. Talk to you this Rick week. and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. soccer would destroy the country rick and bubba we're back nine minutes to the top of the hour hey i got an email here uh from doug hey doug uh talking about bay by raycon.com slash bubba he says i like to support the show by buying products from the sponsors well doug you got it but that, that's how you do it uh and we appreciate that he said i recently purchased a pair of the raycons and i love them Went on a fishing trip. I like to listen to music while I clean fish, but uh, I only put one in so I can still communicate with the guys while listening to music. Long day, late night fishing, fish cleaning, and I took the bud out, stuck it in my pocket, got home, didn't want to leave my stinky fish clothes lying around the house. Mama didn't want that. So I threw my stinky fish clothes um, in the washer, and then I went to bed. Got up the next morning, threw them in the dryer. An hour later, I started looking for my earbuds while working around the house. And realized what I'd done, I immediately dug it out of the pants pocket in the dryer. And guys, after an extended wash cycle and going through the dryer, I am again listening to the Rick and Bubba show with my earbuds right now. What a, what a quality product. <laughs> that is. Uh, wow. that, that is The dryer product. has killed many electronics. Yeah, it has, but not the everyday E25s from uh, buyraycon.com slash Bubba. That gets you 15% off, by the way. And they're already about half what the other companies are trying to charge you. Uh, for earbuds of the same quality or even quality that's not as good. Uh, everybody I know, including us who have them, we love them. Get yours now uh, by going to rickandbubba.com. you also find the link right there under the sponsors. So Bo Jackson uh, spent uh, an, an, more than an hour with us on the show today. 
hanging out. He told Motri, he said, you tell Rick and Bubba I'm coming in and I'm 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 gonna do. He shit. brought it, didn't he? But oh, yeah, he did. But great. guys, the the just we're pulling the curtain fully back, like we've always done for years on this program. So this event coming up, you know, with the foundation uh, uh, that Coach Die left behind, you know, you want everybody to know about that. Bo's going to be there. Motri and others are going to be there, and it's an important event. It's a great foundation. But you know, Bo, because he's Bo, I was under the impression that we would talk to the board members first. Then we would go with Bo the rest of the way. Right. Well, because because it's Bo. I mean, he's Bo, guys. The world's I, greatest I, athlete. I, yes, I, look, we're going to pull the curtain totally back. It was my fault. I asked Bo a question in the first segment that I should have waited till the yeah. next segment. And I got Bo started. And the people who were supposed to have in the beginning didn't get as much time as they should have. It was on me. And, and, uh, on and a, I, I made the mistake. Yeah, but, but in fairness to you, even though you're 100% right, in fairness to you, Speedy had told me that, and I violated that rule. Look, look, in fairness to you, though, in Coach, fairness, Coach Speedy, you had nothing to do with Bo eating chips during the interview. Right, oh, no, I, did not. Okay. I did not. And, and, and so, right. and so we, because um, really, I thought we had one segment with them, the board members. We did. Then Bo, we did. And Bo went that ahead and said, plan. and Bo said, Bo I want, changed it. he said, I'm coming on into the to the Zoom now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's Speedy true. couldn't tell Bo no because he's Bo. Well, I couldn't you know tell what, You know no. what rhymes so with Bo? Really, no. But you know what you don't tell Bo? No. So right, it's really right. Speedy's fault that Bo was even in there Correct. for me to make the mistake and ask him a it's question. A well, well, in the end, well, it's Speedy. We've done enough of this. It's on Speedy then. We, we've done enough of this to know what, to know what was going to happen. And before I pulled them on, I said, well, we all know what's going to happen. You called it. I said Bo was going to try to join in the middle of their segment and and, and on a Zoom call, when somebody's trying, a participant's trying to come in, you see, you know, will you admit this person's trying to come in? Will you admit them? Well, I can't decline Bo. He's Bo. And then he right. comes on and his, his camera's all fogged up like he's in a, in a fog. He, by the way, he got like bacon. He's, like he's standing in a cloud. I did tell him his camera was and, 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 and I said, He got I, bacon on his camera. And he cleaned it up. He actually yeah. cleaned it up. He got bacon grease on that camera. <laughs> he did. What happened. He did. And he was tearing that bacon up. He yeah. was. And so I, I admit him to come in, but, but I thought he was going to sit there and listen to him. To my defense, I thought, well, I'll admit Bo. We'll ham it Speedy up off could have muted his mic. Yeah. I, I can't do that from here. No, yeah, not, you not, not with the laptops way over there. I can't. But, I, can't. I mean, it was your laptop. You were the host of that call. Yeah, right. Yeah. You yeah. had and, control over the mic. <laughs> you don't mute Bo and you don't say no to Bo. Right. And and so well, then he starts. And then he stole the show. Then he starts to crunch him. <laughs> and so they're full screen. So whoever is dominating the, the audio crunching. goes full screen. <laughs> the crunching. And so while they, while while the, the couple is talking, he's oh, crunching, which means that, that means bacon his up. audio is dominant, which means that his screen is what's showing. So I had Greg, to quickly click the radio button. Oh, I saw it. We're the gallery view. I, I couldn't hear. You just couldn't hear. Listen, guys. All of you, all of you that listen to the show at different times. Let let me just let me, Greg. Greg, let me just tell all of you, all of you that had no idea was on. If you're if you watch this show on YouTube or you go back and watch an archive on YouTube, okay, and you did not hear the beginning. I'm talking when it first started. You go back and watch the board members of the Pat Dye Foundation trying to talk with Bo Jackson chewing and eating right on top of him, and he, <laughs> and he continues to take over the screen. I'm and just holding awesome. my mouth. I can't breathe. And I, I want to run away. Gosh, and it was so loud, too. His crunching was so loud. Sorry, yeah. Scott and Lynn. Look, Sorry. Look, Greg, look, look, look. I'm sounded, down. It sounded down. like somebody driving a steamroller over a bunch of limbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah the best yeah. part is he was totally oblivious to it. He, he's, he's, going, he's like, what? <laughs> God loves Look, him. he has no idea. God loves Scott and Lynn. 
They're, they want so much right. to talk. Yeah, and, and his crunchy. Y'all need to call Scott and Lynn back. Right? <laughs> Woke up early. Right. Everything. But that's fine. Probably sure. but, yeah. uh, right. The, uh, well, you know what? We got the, we got the info out, though. Right. We did. Scott yeah, and Lynn. <laughs> Scott and Lynn, if y'all are still listening, probably you're not and you won't ever listen right. to probably you. Probably on the computer. But what, right. I, what I'd like to say probably to you. Probably sharing my ticket out right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <Something> <laughs> out. <laughs> listen, Scott and Lynn, listen to me. I, I want to give you a silver lining. All right, here's the bad news. You thought you were going to be on the show, and you weren't. Okay, I mean, you, you, got, you got you got you got wiped out by right. boat shooting right. bacon. Right, we can okay. barely hear Scott talking. Okay. Okay. You were way off in the distance, and we didn't hear you. And then Bubba asked Bo a question, and y'all were y'all were at that point. Right. It yeah. was over. For yeah. Yeah. Bo so, had, so, and Bubba hadn't even picked up show prep. Right. So, who cares? Do need show okay. prep? Why do I print two copies? <laughs> right. Well, because you know you want to include it. It's kind of like when you. It's kind of like when you. Hey, it's kind of like we let your kid get in that fake car with a steering wheel. <laughs> he thinks he's driving the car, but 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 anyway. So, so look at him. They he thinks talking, he's driving. They're <laughs> talking about their event. I'm about to say, I'm Fansville. So anyway, but Scott and Lynn, here's the silver lining, and this is really how it should it, it goes. This is the silver lining. Yeah. Everybody got locked into what Bo was doing, and throughout that time, we yeah. talked about the banquet agnosium. Yeah. yeah. So y'all sure. got the banquet got a tremendous yeah. amount of airtime. Of course, I'm sorry right. y'all got up so early for it. Now y'all didn't need to get up, and there was really no need for y'all to be on. But I mean, but but but, but I mean, we didn't plan it that way. And y'all were disappointed that you were no more. And, but 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 that was well, that's okay. If, if Speedy just said we put a bow on the call. It wouldn't happen. It always comes back Speedy way. We it say. does. It, it does. does. And, and and just a simple mute would have helped. But yeah, the, yeah. Once, once both started cheering. <laughs> <laughs> He was waiting. He was waiting his turn. Yeah, yeah, he was, he, he was just doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, he didn't, Greg, he didn't have to wait long. Uncle Bubba brought him in. Thank you, Scott. You know what? Might as well. He was on the screen. <laughs> he was yeah. there. Yeah. How about this? I'd rather hear him talk about Fansville than Chew Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had to do something. You know, we had to do something, Rick. Bo knows bacon. Isn't that good? I love every minute of it. I love this show. I am enjoying doing what I do for a living more now than ever. Right, yeah. That's good uh, stuff right there. Just having a ball. I don't care who you are. That's funny. Oh, my God. My head hurts. Right. It's funny except for Scott and Lynn. They, don't th- they probably don't think it's funny. Uh, you know but what? think about it. The, the event got more publicity because of the handle we were You know what they did? I'm trying. <laughs> Here's what I want them to know. They probably needed one more live. That's like being at the remote and nobody comes. And you're like, well, it's like a two hour commercial. That's all. Now, man. when y'all have a splitting headache at 1 30 this afternoon for no reason, <laughs> go look at Tiggy Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. Let's go. Six minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIGS, our number. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here for another hour. And we're glad that you are here as well. I do want to update you on a couple of upcoming events. Troy, Alabama, First Baptist Troy. Uh, coming up Monday night, got an update from them today. It is Man Church. They're doing the manchurch.com's complete uh, men's discipleship strategy. Includes the gatherings and the 40-week pursuit curriculum. We kick it off Monday evening, and they said they're down to only 30 tickets because they are going to limit the uh, amount of men that can come because of all the COVID stuff that's going on, just trying to uh, you know follow the safety measures. So, uh, But there's only 30 seats available, so if you want to be there Monday 
uh, First Baptist Church Troy. You need to get those details at rickandbubba.com under upcoming events. But go ahead and move and get your seat so that uh, you won't be wanting to go Monday then realize there's no more seats left. Uh, Also, Columbus, Mississippi, same thing. Uh, They're doing exactly the same thing. We kick it off with their first man church coming up on November the 8th at First Baptist Columbus, Mississippi. So, uh, Bubba, uh, here's some of We've got emails coming in. Uh, Andy says, uh, Bo takes over. Y'all, I know it didn't go as planned, but I'm so glad it happened. It was hysterical to watch. Yeah, so, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so catch really that in was. the archives today if you yeah. didn't hear it live. All right, so big, big, big historic moment last night. Rick, only the fifth woman in history to be seated on the Supreme Court of the land, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, was approved by the Senate and swore in by Justice uh, Thomas last night, and uh, she will now join the court. Now, I heard a lot of the commentators saying, well— the court now has a six to three conservative majority, and people are screaming, The court, something's wrong with the court. The court's all out of whack. Guess what? The court's been out of whack. Now we're finally back where we need to be. How about that? I don't know why that uh, some of our left leaning brothers and sisters. <laughs> I think you were right. I think you were right the first time. What I say, weenie? Left weenie. Yeah. Okay, the left weenies out there. Right, yeah that they think they're somehow endowed with some given, I know they don't believe in God, but some divine uh, process of the universe that the Supreme Court has to be liberal and do their uh, haul their water for them. Hey, it's over. Get over it. You lost. Yeah, if, if you don't like uh, there to be people that were put in by Republicans to have the advantage, if, if there's ever an advantage, to Bubba's point, to be consistent, let's say it was 6-3 liberals, well, then you'd have to say, as a liberal, this is not fair. It's not balanced. Well, see, they won't say uh, that. And, they won't say and it's that. been it's been that way for a long time. Now, this you can't this say is, it's not it's unbalanced when you, when you're not in the majority. Th- this is what's strange to me though, because they say, "Well, they've got a six three majority." No, no, we don't. Okay, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan are extreme liberals. They vote together. They hardly ever break ranks. They, uh, I can tell you when a case is brought up, how they're going to vote. Don't even have to hear the arguments. Okay, the conservatives are Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch. Now, Kavanaugh just got on there, so we don't know exactly how he's going to be, but Kavanaugh and Gorsuch both have broken ranks with conservatives on recent court cases. Now, uh, Barrett, we don't know how she's going to vote, although she appears to be conservative. I'm good with putting her in the conservative uh, uh, column there, so that would be four conservatives. You can't put Roberts there. No. Roberts is no way a conservative. You can't put him there. No way. He's broke with the conservatives if he was more than anybody. He gave us Obamacare. So at the very best, it it would be 5-3 with Roberts a toss-up. It's more likely 4 Three with two being a toss-up, so that it, there's no way this is absolutely a die-hard conservative court, and the conservative justices do break with conservative concerns from time to time. I promise you, Kagan and Sotomayor is never going to vote for an issue that I think is important to me. Never, it's never going to happen. No. <clears throat> so I, I think some of this has been overblown. Uh, the the cause of it packing the court. This is not packing the court. They're not telling you the right definition. Packing the court is when you add more justices so you get your point of view. It's not been done since uh, Roosevelt threatened to do it in the 40s. It never happened. So they're threatening now. They Well, we need 15 of them. Well, mm-hmm. if you politicize the Supreme Court, whoever's in charge will just politicize it back. 
And that's that's what they're really unhappy about now. They've politicized it in the past and as well, you go conservative. Well, yeah, because your liberal judges have gone in there and they will read of, of what I think is a very straightforward part of the Constitution. You have a right to privacy. Okay, got that. And they just make all kind of things out of it. My gosh, they got they they'll write a whole textbook on what that means. Well, it's not that it's not that complicated, folks. It's just pretty simple. It means exactly what it says. Well, and, and we've already said this, but the point must be driven home. Another example of how the the modern day leftist works: they just want to always be, have the say, and they don't they don't like any critical thinking or an opposing view, while claiming that they're the party of, of yeah, the arena of ideas, mm-hmm. as we say all the time. But another example. When Rush Limbaugh started creating what we now have as the modern conservative talk radio platform, when he got out there and he started picking up momentum, what's the first thing they start screaming? Not Shut fair. him down. Well, wait Not a minute. Fair. Hey, wait a minute. we got to go back to the fairness. What was it? Fairness doctrine. And then I remember Limbaugh saying. Which say, is nothing fair about the fairness doctrine. I remember what Limbaugh said. He said, what are you talking about? He goes, I am equal time. Yeah. yeah. Y'all, y'all the, we've had one, you've had one opinion. And every they own all the major networks. They own all of talk radio. They own NPR. And now I'm on the air offering an opposing view. And now suddenly, this you, you think that there's not fairness and and different opinions out there. I am the equal time. Y'all didn't give anybody else equal time. Same thing with the court. If they had what they considered to be the majority, and you're right, Bubba. Mm-hmm. The thing about the left, when they have the majority, all the leftists vote the same. Absolutely. But you, you watch. Everybody write this down. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody get ready for this. And it's going to happen. And Bubba alluded to it in what he said. We already know that Roberts will vote with the libs. He gave he's it, all over the road. He's all over the road. He, he is not a he's not a in the, in the bank, okay, for conservatives. Right. I don't think Kavanaugh will be. Kavanaugh is going – you write it down, he'll burn us, okay? Don't know about the other guy. Gorsuch went don't south know. on one, yeah, you're one right. ruling he, he we wanted to, Gor- but it, it was on a, a – a bigger principle issue, so yeah. Gorsuch is not a is not a lock. Now look, I'll admit Alito you, and Thomas. Alito are and Thomas no. are a lock, and I, I'll give you that. These other three, and I don't know what Barrett's going to do, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, but you you can't. I don't think Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and Roberts are are always no, going to go. They're not going no. to. And look, let me tell you who you have to thank for all of this. Okay, a senator from Nevada named Harry Reid. Yep, better known as Dirty Harry Reid. Okay. <laughs> The the vote to confirm last night was fifty two forty eight. In the old days before Harry Reid, she doesn't get on the Supreme Court. It took sixty. You're votes. right. You're right. Took sixty votes. What did Harry Reid do, Rick? He did not like the fact that the Republicans, who were in the minority, were blocking liberal judges on the appellate courts. So what he do? He changed the rules. Simple majority. Simple majority. Pass, 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 pass. He loaded up Obama's judges, okay? And then, uh uh-oh, what happens now? Now, the other parties, this is what we always say. If you stack the cards in the governmental system, what are you going to do when the other party's in charge? Which the, it, the cards which are stacked always against you. It always, yeah, always, it always, it always comes why, back around. Which is why the brilliant founders yes. said, yeah. "You whatever you allow the government to do, they will do, do it. Yep. Whatever power you give them, they'll abuse it. And, Every single yep. time. So you can blame Harry Reid and you can blame Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Those two Democrats burned their own party. Yep. That's who you can blame. She yeah. had a chance to step down, 
let Obama appoint someone younger when they had the control of the Senate, could have got it, could have got it easily approved, didn't do it. But Harry Reid made, I think, the biggest right. mistake because the Senate is supposed to be a cooling plate. They even referred to that. It, the House is the passion of the people, what's up for the moment. The Senate's supposed to have a more well, let's just slow down. We're, we're here, here longer. We, we contemplate took, longer. It mm-hmm. took 60 votes. You had to have bipartisan cooperation or nothing got done. Harry Reid changed it. What was it, the nuclear option? Is that what it, it's it, called? It it's called the nuclear option where they went down to a simple majority. Harry Reid changed it. You can thank him for what we're having today. And guess what? You're seeing the yang for the yang. See, you're... Now the shoe's on the other foot. So you just, you know what? You got to take it. Enjoy your meal. Phone calls are next. All 10 lines are available. Harry Murdahl is on it. We'll chat with you when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Our first phone troll of the day. 21 minutes past the hour to the phones we go. Greg in Columbus, Mississippi, and I'll be there on November the 8th. Looking forward to spending some time with the men there at First Baptist Columbus. Greg is standing by. Greg, welcome to Rick and Bubba. you got 30 seconds. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, good morning. Hey, I think the question is about the benefit going on down there at Auburn uh, at the Lodge. Is Arkansas and Ole Miss fans are wondering if the replay official in Birmingham will have a ticket waiting on him, too. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you know, we, there's a story today. Lane Kiffin has been fine. Uh, was it twenty five twenty five thousand for retweeting a uh, a tweet that was critical of the referees and the well, SEC should have been critical of it from what I saw. Yeah, well, the SEC has yeah. said they they have it. They have said, and nothing they can do for Ole Miss now. But they said they should have replayed stop play the and reviewed that of the kick of the kick return. Look, just now, Lane got his say in, but it's going to cost him twenty five thousand. But yeah. here's my point. We replay everything, mm. things that we shouldn't. Right. How did they decide not to? I mean, I don't care one way or the other, but what I'm saying is, oh, my goodness, I, I'm almost re- just do away with the replay and just, just go with it because, mm. I mean, I can't stand it. Everything that happens, oh, it's under review. I know. So, anyway, th- that's an update on that, that story the guy's talking about. Uh, Jim in Clanton, Alabama. Go ahead, Jim. Hey there, fellas. How are you? Good. Hey, man. Uh, long-time listener kind of took a break for a while. And about six months ago, found your all's podcast. Thanks. About the last uh, six months, life's been kind of tough. And uh, that Wednesday Bible study's been helping me out a lot. I just want to thank you all for putting it out there and for spreading the word, man. I appreciate y'all. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting how that um, that Wednesday Bible study, how it's brought people, found the Bible study, came to the show. People found the show, found the Bible study. There's been some incredible testimonies with all that and i'm glad we have the technology to do it even now when we can't meet in the same room that is still out there and available so i'm glad to hear that and more I, ham radio operators watch this show than ever oh yeah see yeah. what happens so i'm glad you i'm glad it's been there you know god always provides what you need uh tim and enterprise tim welcome to the rick and bubba show go ahead 30 seconds how about it good morning fellas hey, hey. i just want to make a comment on this uh, covid business going back and forth with mr biden mr trump mm-hmm uh, tell Mr. Biden, everybody can Monday morning quarterback. I should have, would have, could have done it this way because he's got all the information. He wasn't sitting there trying to make the decision with the information that was coming in at the time that Mr. Trump had to do it. Oh, it's a political ploy. I watched last night because I'm, I'm getting now where I can read the uh, 
the agendas and the propaganda. If you pay attention, you can read it. So I said to myself, all right, we're less than a week away from the election. Let me look and see what's the final attempts uh, to try to see if they can block Trump's reelection. So last night, we're swearing in Amy Coney Barrett, historic swearing in, MSNBC. I just said, I'm going to flip over and see what they're doing. It was the most terrifying end of time COVID. Not that's all they talked about was COVID, and it was end of time disaster. Uh, the but look, look at the comment from Pence's handlers where some of them had tested positive. And you know what the guy's trying? Basically, I don't know if he's a woman or a man. That you know what they're trying to say? Hey, we understand it's out there. We got to learn to live with it. We're going to persevere through this like we have other things. Hey, COVID's out there. Some of us test positive. We'll isolate ourselves. Hopefully, it won't be bad. We're going to keep moving. The country has to keep moving and living with COVID. You know what they interpreted that as on MSNBC? They don't care about you. They don't <laughs> say you better live with it, pal. Yeah. Hey, the, you know what Mike Pence says to you? He doesn't care if you have COVID or not, which is not, of course, what they say. No. And so, and so keep in mind, let me be clear. Yes, COVID can be very serious. We know this in, in, our, in, in our own circles. Absolutely. Okay, people that we know. And, and, it, and it shouldn't be taken lightly, but let, let me tell you this. This stuff you're seeing right now is an all-out propaganda attempt to terrify you that Donald Trump it doesn't care if you if you and your loved ones die of COVID. It's nothing but a political uh, attempt, and they're not going to tell you any good news whatsoever. All you're going to hear is the bad news. You're gonna you're gonna be told that it is the end of time, and just you know hold what you got. Be smart. Yes, you have to find a way to live with it. Yes, we should hope we don't get it. And the good news is. The odds of getting it are, are not very high. Uh, I mean, if you get it, the odds of dying from it are even lower. Rick, let me let me give you this too, and I, and and I think you, I think you make a good uh, a good call on that, uh, sir. That that just call pandemic. Let me give you the definition from the Merriam-Webster dictionary: occurring over a wide geographical area, such as multiple countries or continents, and typically affecting a significant portion of the population. They give an example. The 1918 flu was pandemic and claimed millions of lives. Okay? So if you read that together, you assume that a pandemic is going to kill a lot of people in a lot of countries, right? So that's that's, that's the definition of a pandemic. The very best science we had at the time, at the time, was... 2.2 2.2 million people in the United States of America. Well, it ain't over yet, okay? I'll give you that. But we've hit that point two part. We have not had the 2 million, thank God, above, okay? Every life is important, and I think Trump has tried to make this point. But we were hit with a pandemic. There's nothing that Barack Obama could have done, Joe Biden could do, Donald Trump could do, Bill Bussey could do, or Rick Burgess could do that's basically been different from what we've had. Nickel, nickel here, dime there. I'll go a step further, brother. We've been lucky that it has not been worse than it was, and I cannot believe that we have made this a political football. It is, and, it, and they're going. That's just what the Democrats are going to do right now. I'm talking about. That's all MS, MS, If you go to MSNBC right yeah, now, you're going to push hard. You're on. you're going to die of COVID, and the reason why you're going to die of COVID is because of Trump. And now, look, let's, th- this confirmation. Good news is many. There's not many people going there. That's right. th- this confirmation. We had one party didn't like it because they had a, a, a nominee that was blocked out once upon a time. The other party did like it because they had the numbers to push it. 
Either way, Amy Coney, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett was the only the fifth woman ever to be sent, put on the Supreme Court. That's a big deal because I thought we really, you know, any other uh, woman story about her breaking a ceiling or yeah. them expanding the role of females in our government would be a headline story. But it was intentionally looked away from because they didn't want it. They didn't like yeah. her pol- what they pursue. What they assume is her political lean. What did you say, Greg? I said, like you was talking about and what the caller was talking about, every debate you hear Biden go, he blew it on, on handling the pandemic. Well, what would you have done? I've yet to see him list. Well, Here's what should have been. I've, no, I've heard no, you, he no, does I've list. Heard, he lists the exact same things and, Trump's yeah, doing. He lists exactly what we've been Let doing. me rephrase. What different would you have done? Right. I haven't there seen you Can I tell you this? That's the question. And this is, and y'all just because said, he just lists everything that was done, especially knowing what you knew then. We needed more testing. Well, the tests were just being developed. We didn't have a you test. Know? We I didn't mean, have a test in March. More PPE. Guys, they were, you know. Come on. Trump put on, the man. Defense Act into into play, which we haven't had done since World War II. We had GM and Ford travel. and everybody else making masks and, and everything, and ventilators. They, and they criticize him for stopping travel coming into the country. <laughs> oh, misogynist. I, now you, now you, this is what I would have said. But I'm saying, Xenophobe. Joe, what would you have Xenophobe. done different that wasn't done knowing what you knew I then? can answer that question, Greg. You, would, you wouldn't have stopped ch- uh, travel from China. That's true. That's, That's what you would have done different. Everything else you said is what we did. So the only thing you would have done different, I would have said this in the debate. Let me tell you what uh, Biden just said. Everything he said, I've done. So the only thing, Joe, you would have done different is you wouldn't have stopped travel from China. So there would be more more deaths, deaths. Joe. Joey, more deaths. That's the one thing President Biden would have done different. I I really think you ought to argue another point. Exactly. I don't think that's your best point. (laughs) Bottom of the Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Morgan Freeman, fact of the matter is, the Rick and Bubba show was something I could not do without. Ah, yes, changing the landscape of radio forever. Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past. I uh, got an email that came in over the weekend, and it was one of our listeners celebrating the arrival of their first ever butcher box right to the door. Butcherbox.com slash Bubba going to the grocery store is on everyone's to-do list, but these days with COVID out there, and if you watch MSNBC, you can't go outside anymore, go back in your house. Uh, it's not something that most of us enjoy doing. I'm going to be straight up with you. COVID or no COVID, I don't like going to the grocery store. No. I mean, I mean, none, none of us like having it. We don't like having make that trip. I've used the, the COVID as an excuse. For I, have I have to. I have to. I was going to be using it for years. I said, I said, I've got to have a lot of I said, honey, I was going to get groceries, but I just watched Rachel Maddow. I better not. <laughs> Butcherbox.com slash Bubba brings these delicious proteins right to your door. They can do this contactless as well. And the meats are so delicious. And they got two, 22 different cuts you can choose from. Uh, they're all there at butcherbox.com slash Bubba. Don't forget their seafood. Uh, we found out earlier, my goodness, I may have ended up getting it from Bo Jackson. We don't know. Uh, but anyway, the, the seafood is so good. It's actually wild-caught sockeye salmon. And, Saga. and uh, of course, their scallops are fan- fantastic. So knock a big to-do off uh, off of the list by by getting butcherbox.com shipped right to your door. You get free. Uh, how about this? You're going to love this one, Bubba. Free Thanksgiving turkey on your first box if you haven't ever tried it. Go right now to butcherbox.com slash Bubba. A free Thanksgiving turkey will come with your first box. Hey, we'll throw a turkey in. 
So find the link also there at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. All right, Bubba, it's almost like you have to watch, and I I don't think it falls under Can't Have Nothing or Mojo, but I did ask you about your truck just just this last week toward the end of the week, and I was like, hey, tell me about your old truck. This truck you've been having, and yeah, I get out and have to drive it every now and then. I'm like the batteries charged up. You know, we're Hendrix drivers, and I'm glad to be. I I love the – uh, you know, the uh, Gladiator that I'm in, the Rubicon Gladiator, it's an awesome vehicle. I'm going to race you in my and, uh, 1500. Yeah, I know. We, we, I Silver mean, we're, it's a Hendrix pin down there, That's you right. know, that we all park together. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have a I have an old F-350 Ford that I've had, Rick, since I moved to Birmingham. Classic. It's a two. It's either 2000, 2001 model, and that's that's right when we moved here. About Diesel. We moved here in 99, 89, 99, right in there. I mean, business. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it was our family van when the kids were little because it was big and it had all <laughs> oh, yeah. kind of room. And, oh, yeah. you know, it was safe, you know, yeah. built like a tank. Yeah. And um, so, and it has 354,000 miles on it, which means Good I have been nice. to the moon. I have orbited the moon, and I'm headed back toward Mother Earth. Okay? How about that? Wow. So it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a long way out there. And but for a diesel, it's it's still you know three hundred thousand is kind of the one hundred thousand miles yeah. of a normal car. So um, I don't drive it as much as I used to, and it sits around and it had got dirty, and you know how the outs you can't park oh, it yeah. inside; it's too big. We call it the beast. And uh, <clears throat> so I had it cleaned up, and I was going to get it uh, kind of ready to go again. And you know we swap our Hendrix cars around, so there's sometimes there's time I have to drive it for a day or two or whatever and uh hunting season won't have it ready to go you know for the heavy lift capability so <clears throat> had it cleaned up getting some things done on it and um i went and uh i was having the oil changed and they said hey these tires you probably need to give them a look uh-oh and i said well what do you mean they got a lot of tread on them they look fine <laughs> he said uh your yours in the back and i think i had the dates wrong when i told you the other day it was nine years old in the back seven years in the front but they still had tread on them, so I figured, heck, you just drive them to the, you know, mm-hmm. out of the tread. Apart. Yeah, but they've been right, sitting right. outside. But um, the guy Nothing. told me, he said, Nothing. he said you probably need to change Nothing. these. <laughs> and I said, okay. Well, I, I was having some blinker problems, so we're getting some new blinker lights put in. Had to get new sockets, you know, and all this. So we're we're changing over to some LED lights, you know, updating it, just yeah. keeping it, you know, so we keep it in the road for a few more years. And um, so I drove it to hunting camp this weekend, Mm-mm. and. Uh, uh, we had a great weekend and we were coming back and, uh, I'd got probably within about 15 miles to the, to our house. And I noticed it shaking kind of oh, bad. A little oh, shimmy. not the shake. And I thought, well, we must, I must've lost a weight off the back of the, t- uh, mm-hmm. well, these tires or something. And then I thought, well, I hope these tires are not, you know, you know, the belts will start <clears throat> shifting in them sometimes and throwing it out of balance. So I was already close enough to home and I'd got in enough traffic that, I couldn't go very fast anyway, so I figured, well, I'll just creep on home here, you know, 25, 30 miles an hour, and I'll get home and see what's up. So I got home, and I got out, and I went and looked at my back tire on the driver's side. And, Rick, there's metal sticking out everywhere. Part of the tire is gone. Oh, wow. I mean, it has come completely apart. Uh-huh. The, it's still it's still blown this is up. Not your personality. But it's come. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Well, This I, is me. <laughs> <laughs> what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> Once so, again, we've impacted each other in a negative way. Dang it. Dang it. So I thought, well, I'll probably just – I'll just have to go get all new tires. It's due. 
but I was afraid to drive it in that condition. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I got metal sticking no, out. No, you don't, uh-uh. So I called a friend of mine, and I said, hey, you come over and help me change this tire, get the spare tire out, because I, I tried to get the spare tire out one time before, and there was something something weird about it. I can't remember what happened. So he come over, and he said, uh, this this spare tire's got to have a special tool or something. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find it's it. It's been so long. So I, I was going to get up in the bed of the truck and find my, my tool for it because I thought it was in the toolbox. And I was up in the bed of that truck, and Rick, that tire blew out. Uh-uh. I felt like I was in a. I felt like I was in the movie Shallow Hal. You know, when the girl kept sitting in the seats and breaking. Yeah. I broke the tire. You caused the tire. You got up. I blew. I blew a tire. Your, your weight blew the tire. It went off like a gun. Oh, I bet you. A truck, kook, you know, fell over on one side. About threw me out of the bed. Good oh, gosh. No. It, it was like a ship, you know, with the waves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And uh, I thought, well, Betty's not going to believe this. No. She, lo- <laughs> she got a hard laugh when I told her I blew the tire you out because I got out. in the bed of the truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom. She said, you, you've carried all kind of stuff in it, but you blew the tire oh, out. Yeah. I said, it was sitting there till I got in the that in the truck in the bed of the truck and it went off like a bomb <laughs> Boom. well Bubba in all fairness Boom. if you've got a tire that's hanging on you can't put a boulder in the back of the <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea <laughs> Boom. so that started the process oh my goodness we gotta order new tires oh, of course we oh, gotta take did. this tire off mm-hmm. we have to get it to the tire shop to put a new tire on this so I can drive what hopefully is the tire still on the truck to the shop to get those changed. While we had it, you so. may drop a few pounds. Right. We refer to this, Greg, as the wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> well, the time I blew the tire out of my truck, I thought, oh, No, wow. I thought I was doing pretty good, and then I blew a tire out of my, my, my sheer weight in the back of a truck, uh, an F-150. Yeah. A heavy-duty truck. 350, I'm sorry. Right. A heavy-duty shop. Did that heart stent do it? No. Let me tell you what yeah. did it. Yeah, right. Uh, no, the heart stent. the day stand, I blew I mean, a tire out of I mean, every man's going to have a stent or two before he gets to the end. Four knee surgeries? No. Five. Five. My bad. Hello. Bubba's in the back. No. Oh, there it goes. That's it. That's oh, my goodness. Oh, so after a series of handoffs and pickups and all that, the, the truck is now at the shop being completely repaired. How long do you take? How many cases. steps you have to go through? you got to go get the tire, bring it back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's still at the shop. It ain't over yet. Well, you're not even done with that yet. No, you no, no. You just go ahead and get some good shiny new casings on that. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you too, wish the day that you were in there keeping around with LEDs, do you wish that day you would have said, yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and oh, yeah. keep yeah. it around? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was keeping around with it. And this is what I thought, Rick. I'm going to get one more trip to the farm. I'm going to come back. We're going to have get, get back here when we got time. That's right. We're going to get the lights fixed. And while they're doing that, we're going to put new tires That's on right. Here. At least on the back and rotate the front ones to the back because I only got seven years on them. Right. I want you to, I want <laughs> you know you know to think you about you said. You said, I need to get that done. Did, y'all, about, did y'all know did. tires like – will oh. blow up after five years. Uh-huh. Did y'all know that? Yeah, matter of fact, shouldn't be you, on there longer than you, five. You might remember me letting the van sit out there for a while, and, and I started driving it, and the tires just start shooting off left and uh, right. Did that with a trailer one time. Yeah, yeah. Sit there forever. But if they sit there, they'll get dry right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, and I never change trailer tires to y'all. Ever. No, and they I always ever, blow out. No, I, I think I, I get rid of the trailer when the tires look bad, don't you? Yeah, I'm with uh, I mean, if you go back, though, just back to before our personalities were corrupted by each other, mm-hmm. when they were pure, and, Rick, and you had us sitting there by each other, who is the one more likely for somebody to say, hey, while we work on these lights, we notice you need to change these tires out. Which one of us is, in the pure sense, before we were corrupted, uh-huh. that would go, ah, 
Uh, that, who do you me? think? Oh, Rick. That's not Rick. Rick. Yes. That's not you. No, I was that's the so one that you. would keep a notebook and tell you when right. the tires need to Safety bubble would have been this, all over it. Rick has corrupted me to kind of do everything half a. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Look, you know what, what you happened? said? As if my voice was were, were, was. Bodie in. Bucky would not have allowed this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Mama's dad, wherever you are, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, what not? I would have been questioned about the age of them tires, and they would have been changed with my grass cutting money. <laughs> <laughs> and then now I'm Burgess. Ah, ah. <laughs> One more trip. Ah. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. It's gonna be a minutes to the top of the hour at the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Uh, we will now jump into the world that is Joe Biden. Where did he go? Everybody say, where did he go? Did he buy new tires? in the basement. Does everybody know? A basement Joe. Basement Joe. Basement Joe. Guys, I understand some of you that uh, don't don't like and you, you just have a hard time. With, I mean, look, we all do it time to time with Trump's personality and all this. It's the cult of personality. But y'all can't be serious about Biden. I mean, straight <laughs> up. I mean, the, 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 and we used to laugh at some of the gaffes that George W. Bush sure. had. They were funny. You edit them together, especially those who are talking but, about OBGYN doctors. But yes, showing their love, uh, but yeah, for but, what they do. But but but, uh, but I gotta you go. Gotta, back. That was funny. I don't care who you are, but, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. We all put our arms around each other and laughed at that. That was funny. well. The gaffes that we have on the show were yeah, funny. they're funny. But this is beyond, we're not running for president. But this is beyond that. We're not <laughs> running for president. And and George W. Bush got his words twisted up, which I found to be just hilarious. It was fun. This this sounds like someone yeah, that is that is problem. losing their faculties. Well, and I do want and to that's make sure my the big concern. That's different. It is. They have to. You're going to hear what he actually said, and then you hear it slowed down a little bit because you can't understand what he's actually saying. And so yeah. the the slowdown is is this just funny altogether? But I can't believe this guy's running. For yeah, I, I can't either. Right, so and his mouth's all cold. And he's wearing. Sure. He's in Pennsylvania. It's too. like he's yeah. too cold, can't speak. You know how you you get you can't get it out. Yeah. So Trump yeah. hit three different places in Pennsylvania. Had roaring crowds, people going nuts. About an hour and a half every time, right. shooting off the hip. You know and. And then this is Biden's return. Right. Oh, here's yes. he is telling Pennsylvania to vote for him. Right. Sure. <laughs> My grandpapa's name Andrew Ambrose Finnegan. As kitchen table I learned. My used to say My used to say, Joey, nobody's better than you, but you're no better than anybody else. Maybe it's the Scranton name. You got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Worried about what they can make next month's mortgage payment. Well it is what it is because he is who he is. That's why it is what it is. <laughs> he was who he is. What is that? You know, remember when he, he went on, he it's decided hard, he was going to convince Bob Woodward what a smart guy he was. So he went on, yeah, smart guy. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international efforts of pressure, isolate and punish China. <laughs> true international efforts of pressure, isolate and punish China. Donald care. Donald Trump thinks health care. He's saying Donald, Donald care. He's getting tired of smart guys. I gotta admit. I gotta admit. 
is all within our power. Is all within our power. <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> well, we're getting there, man. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> to send every single person qualified to community college free. <laughs> community college free. And if I keep going, you're going to freeze your fingers off. It wasn't, it wasn't. Donald Trump had to deliver on a damn thing he said he'd do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh. I can see it over and over. Oh. Kennedy College. Wow. Does anybody know? Basement Joe. Basement Joe. Gosh. Yes, I, I know. Hey, I mean, granddad told me. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, that, that was all at one stop, y'all. That wasn't was. edited from Frank, different places. No, that, that was, was in a ten-minute span. That Frank Canoon in that college. <laughs> Come in, smell this. You want eat for a week? I'm sorry, no, it wasn't. <laughs> That's the guy. Andersonville. Sorry. Yeah, but but Greg, I heard I heard you in the kickoff hour. You're getting close to Bob. Well, you just get back and yell, Rick. <laughs> you just get back in yell. Come on, man. Finish round. Just get back in yell. Just get back in microphone. Yell a bit. I want to hear. I want to hear Joe Biden <laughs> talk <laughs> to <laughs> Tim. <laughs> I'm pulling a Joe Biden. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gone to Kennedy College. Rick, Rick. Rick. We figured out part of it. His face was frozen. You know when the cold air is blowing. I can't talk because you know my granddad. I fit in this firm. Yeah, no better than anybody else. No better than you. Yeah. You <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he said finish and furb. It finish and furb. Something else that on me yesterday is that he was trying to talk and his handlers were trying to wrap him up, but he he took he wanted to take some questions from reporters. Oh, I'm sure no. that the questions were already fed oh, to him no. prior to him doing it, but there was like this clock tower or something, some <laughs> bell going off in the background, and you couldn't hear anything he was saying, and this just owns me. I'm okay. sorry. All right, here we go. Look, uh... <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> if you have children and you're raised, all parents are taught that the example you set impacts on how your kids react. When you're that well, is that include Hunter Biden? Yeah. The example you set, what you do matters to the rest of the company. Well, the words of a president and the actions of a the president they matter. They matter a great deal. I agree. Where did he go? Where did he go? I agree with you. He's oh my goodness. Basement. Come on, man. Basement Joe. So, uh, I mean, this guy, <laughs> honestly, I'm being straight up. So, so really what this is, those of y'all that are voting for him, you're voting for Kamala Harris. Yes. Uh, you're voting for the ideology. Exactly. He's not going to be able to. Senator. He's not going to be able to pull it together. And, I don't know, Rick. I think I'm going to be there. And and you'll have the people behind the scenes trying to get us to the Marxist world. You want us? They're to voting be. for an ideal. Yeah, and That's I what look, and for. I can understand. This is ideology versus yeah. ideology. That's yeah. all it is. But because you know, you, you the the faculty situation here. I mean, I'm not a doctor, uh, but I I can diagnose this because we've seen it in our own family. We've Ooh, seen yeah. it, it that it, we know what it looks like. And sometimes on this show, you can hear it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Early but, stages. I mean, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, oh, um, 
Because this, this no way. Like when I can spit Tebow out a minute. Right. Just, just yeah. locked up. Yeah. I think when you see lock up, it causes you to it's lock con- up. It's contagious. Have you noticed it, Yeah, that? of course. Because on here, if you ever make fun of somebody oh. doing something, oh. it'll get you the next I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's too much to ask for the best and brightest to run for president of the United States. Mm. Well, but who would want to do you it? Know, honestly, I mean, I know, but I. Yeah. But there are people. Think out about there. this. What you we just can beat, said. We can beat these. What no you question. just said may be mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. You know, it may it may be a contradiction in terms. The best and brightest run for president. Mm. I, I don't know that the best and brightest probably got enough sense not to. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what made me the best and the brightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The fact that I didn't want it. that job. I mean, forty seven years this cat's been hanging around. Uh-huh. Forty seven. We heard Johnny Carson tell us that, and, he, and in he's been. Where is that? Can we hear? And that? he's been involved in all kinds of issues. He, he's just got his resume. Is just it's just got dirt all over it. And and he he has the audacity to stand up in front of the American people after the forty seven year resume he has and say at seventy what seventy four and the, look the left doesn't <laughs> have the corner market on sticking around too long. I no, mean they no, all no. do it. Oh, yeah, like a gravy train. Yeah, but it's um. Uh, <laughs> There's the Johnny Carson yeah. thing. This is the problem about he's been having. He went around and made a speech, and apparently, he quoted a I think it was a British politician took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own and then the press got on him and then he was charged also with taking part of bobby kennedy's speeches and biden says not to worry he reassured his staff he said we have nothing to fear but fear itself Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Radio's Dream Team. Rick Burgess, Bill Bubba Bussy, Calvin Speedy Wilbur, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. As you heard, the team is all here. Uh, I want to remind you to go to rickandbubba.com. Look, listen to me now. Yes, we got the new CD that's going to be out. Uh, by the time we get to the biggest shopping day of the year, it'll be out. But, you know, a lot of you have, have gone out and got these uh, Christmas boxes that we put together. It is a unique item. But remember, these are in limited supply. So if you haven't gone to rickandbubba.com and click on the store, this this Christmas box idea may be something to consider. It's it, it's going to come in a box that's got the logo and everything on it. Uh, if you go to rickandbubba.com and click on the store right now, you'll see it across the top of uh, – it'll be a banner that kind of shows you this Christmas box. Uh, and inside of it, you're going to have – you know our, there, some of you watching on YouTube, Adler's got it up there right now. If you look, it's going to have the Rick and Bubba beanie in there. It's going to have our Christmas ornament this year in there. By the way, if you collect the Christmas ornaments, you can buy those separate if you want. It's got some really cool Rick and Bubba socks in here this year that you're gonna that you're gonna love. Look at these socks. It's got the logo on the front. It's got We Be Big on the bottom of your feet. Uh, you also pick up some snacks from Bubba and I. That's very Rick and Bubba like. Uh, you've got Bubba's somewhat healthy snack, uh, peanut butter. I mean peanut M and M's. It's got Bubba's uh, cartoon on it, and then I, I got some chocolate covered almonds in there. And then what, what's really cool, the box itself is is is, is fun to have because it's got the big logo on it and all this and the pictures. But there's going to be a Christmas card in there that has a Christmas message from us, and all of us have autographed it. So uh, if this is you know if you're looking for the hey the Rick and Bubba fan you think has everything. 
this is a Christmas theme a gift, but these are limited. So when they're gone, they're gone. So you get all this inside the box, shipped to where you want it uh, for 50 bucks. So uh, check that out at rickandbubba.com. Some other new items are there, too, under the store. And I think we have one more new item. Well, actually, two more because you got the CD that's going to happen. That happens every year, and it'll be out here in a couple of weeks. And then uh, one more new item that's coming, and that's a Rick and Bubba hoodie. Uh, for the upcoming winter, and you know, if you listen to Joe Biden, it's going to be a dark one. That's right. So anyway, long uh, dark winter. To the to the phones we go. Eight six six. We be big Gary. If you want to get in, you can get in. Harry Murdahl's ready to go. Gary's out of Buffalo, New York. Gary, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How's it going, guys? We're good, Gary. How about you? Oh, all right. Just rolling the miles away in the truck. I understand. Thanks. Be careful out there. Ten and two, big fella. Yes, sir. Oh. Uh, I just was curious if y'all had heard that during Biden's rally yesterday that it was at a uh, voter registration location in Philadelphia. That who was there? Biden. Biden. Joe Biden. Biden. Yes, no, yes. I have not heard that. His rally, his rally was at a, a voter registration location. Got it. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I, was, I was in Philadelphia, well, not Philadelphia, but in Pennsylvania last night. And that was on the local news that, that that's where he was at doing his rally. Now that's awful convenient, isn't it? Uh, so I was, um, yeah, look, guys, there's a lot. Bubba was just telling me in the break that Fox News has done a trial run of mail in votes uh, uh, involving the Postal Service. So we'll get to that here in a little bit, too. And so what do we got? We're just at 60 million almost. I was 59 right, million yeah, 59, or something. Yeah. It's, it's running it. higher than the last election, but it's not. Um, I mean, th- there was quite a few last election, too. I mean, right. it's not astronomically more. Well, I'll tell you why people aren't doing it. They're doing it out of convenience. If they're doing yeah. it for COVID safety, I've seen the lines. You're accomplishing nothing. Right. You, you may be standing in bigger lines now than you would if you just voted on, vo- on voting day. Uh, what was last year, we had 47 million early votes. So far this year, we've had 59. So it's over uh, about 12 million more. And we still have a week out, so that number is expected to go even higher. Memphis, Tennessee. Brian standing by. Brian, go ahead. Green Acres, guys. Thanks Money. for the call, Brian. Money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Hey, a couple things. Uh, you know, Joe Biden keeps mentioning Scranton, right? Yeah. Right. So isn't that where the scene was set for the office? Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania. That, that kind of explains a lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Other thing, I emailed Speedy a video link to a guy called Mr. Burgundy, his YouTube channel. He puts in like scenes from like when Joe Biden said, "I'm a proud Democrat and I'm running for the Senate." You know the scene where the an airplane where everybody smacks their foreheads. You guys got to check out what he does with Biden's gap. They are absolutely hilarious. Okay, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Chris in Leeds, Alabama, listening to ZZK. Come on, Chris. Sports czars. Yeah. This is. This is why we need a sports czar, sports czar's podcast once a week. Uh, last night, Lane Kiff at about nine o'clock, so he's probably hitting the sauce. He uh, <laughs> tried to tweet out a video saying that, "Oh, this guy paid a fine with three thousand uh, with a penny. It was a three thousand dollar fine." Well, he said, "Anybody know where I can find twenty five thousand pennies?" Well, then he had to correct himself. He meant twenty five uh, two hundred fifty thousand. Right. And then finally, he got the math right. right. Two point five million. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say <laughs> we're still not there. <laughs> That's funny. You think you'll take a bump? Uh, yeah, yeah. You think you think Kevin take a bump? One. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick. To David in Prattville, I ninety two WLWI. Go ahead. Let me 
Guys, I called, literally, I called 122 times according to my cell phone. All I wanted to do is ask Bo Jackson, the almighty Bo, well, how did they make you so overpowering and techno-Bo on the Nintendo game? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, you can run, all you, all you got to do is run zigzag, and, and he's unstoppable. I now, was like, good Lord, he was so good that you couldn't even stop him in the video game. No, I remember that. He was unstoppable oh, he was. on Tecmo. Yeah. He was yeah. on Tecmo. To uh, Chris in Pensacola, Florida. Chris, go ahead. <laughs> Morning, Biggins. How's it going? Good. Uh, I was watching YouTube last night, and I sent. I think I sent Bubba an email. I think I sent Speedy one. There is a if you got have you guys ever heard of the bad lip reading videos? Oh yes, yes. oh they're yes. fantastic, and they they just did they one for the debate. One, right? They yeah they had one for the debate and then they had one for Joe Biden. I haven't seen it, but I I know how good it, it, the others are being. It is hilarious. You guys need <laughs> to watch it. It is hilarious. It's about three minutes long, but it is hilarious. Me and my wife were side splitting, crying, laughing last night. So is it any good? <laughs> yeah. So on a scale of one, how, how you feel about it? <laughs> it's hilarious. But I know I've seen them, man. I, I, you're right. I, I can't imagine what they were able to do with that. Uh, let's go to Emerald in Atala. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, um, I was talking. You know, when y'all was talking about the uh, the interview of the Pennsylvania campaign. Yep. You know, I was listening to some of it, and oh my gosh, he he if he can't talk, it's awful. Um, that other Harris, you know, all the things she can do is say, um, excuse me, I'm talking. I mean, all this campaign should be called Pacifiers and Diapers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Mark and Muscle Shows, W-L-A-Y. Go, Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, the reason why Biden picked Kamala Harris for his running mate is so the, the Republicans won't try to impeach him. Uh... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think it's uh, – we'll see. Uh, Paul in Kansas City. Paul, go ahead. Hey, guys. I just had a comment about the character of Bo Jackson from when he was in Kansas City. He was interviewed in his home by Karen Kornacki, a local sports commenter, and she would asked him all the standard questions and got to the last question and got almost teary and said, I have one last question for you. Bo Jackson, baseball star. Bo Jackson, football star. What's the pressure like being Bo Jackson? And Bo looked like you'd slapped him in the face, and he said, pressure? Karen, pressure is the guy working down at the convenience store where I buy my gas, making minimum wage and trying to raise a family of four. He said, I play two games that I dearly love and get paid for it. That's not pressure. That's <laughs> true. Sure, yeah, you were talking about pressure. Yeah. I thought he was going to say pressure is the people has got to stop me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no. But well, he, he makes know, a good point. He Bo came from humble beginnings, and and he's never forgotten that. Greg, uh, Craig in Gardendale. Craig, go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking I may have missed it, but uh, when you look at Joe Biden and the way he's acting, imagine if Joe Biden was a Republican or a conservative, what the media would be doing right oh, now. It would be like vultures. Uh, how about this? Imagine what I'd be doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it is. <laughs> uh, they, would be, they would be completely coming apart. This guy cannot expect it to be running the free world. This, they would be losing their ever-loving minds. No doubt about it. Absolutely.
We'll be back 16 minutes past the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. More of the Rick and Bubba Show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Thanks for being with us today. All right, so uh, this uh, this is funny out of the NFL. So we've all had that that terrible, terrible moment. It happened to me. Thankfully, not too bad, but enough with that Chriso stuff that's on, uh, you know, big old big old uh, fence post. Yep. And um, so uh, you know, you, you you get something that you know is is going to sting you. You got it on your hands, and you rub your eye, and suddenly your eyes got it all in it. It's not a good day. Well, undoubtedly, the uh, defense coordinator for the uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Mike Nolan. Uh, he's sitting there doing his interviews and has to leave the interview because he had Tabasco sauce on his hands and his Ooh. fingers, and he got it in his eye. And we have a, like a 45-second video. I've done that with salt driving down the yeah, road. Uh, of it what is. happened. All right, let's see. He's been active every week, um, you know, as far as, I think, disrupting the quarterback. He's He's – you know, escaped several times to do that. Uh, obviously, the frustration for him as well is just, you know, look, when he misses them, nobody – whoops, excuse me. I got something in my eye. Um, <laughs> just had some Tabasco on my finger and it went in my eye. That wasn't good. Right in the middle oh, of the call. Never good. It's terrible. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hang on, guys. We'll be right I'm back. Sorry. Give me one second. All right, we're back. Jory, I guess I'll... Uh, Forgive me, I'm sorry, but then I don't re- remember the question. If you give it to me again. <laughs> no, I don't remember hey, the question. starting to rub his face again. Look out. He, he couldn't help it. He, just before he knew it, he got, he got to rub in that face. And that was the end of it. Oh, but, I've uh, done it. It's terrible. It's, Once you get oh, it in man. there, because it's still on your hands, you can't get rid of it. The more you rub, the worse <clears> it gets. Uh, Rob in Michigan may tie into this part about the U.S. Postal Service. And, and uh, right now, I think Speedy may be closing in on this Hillary Clinton quote. So if we want to push that, because he may actually have the audio of what she says. So we'll we'll go to this United uh, uh, Postal Service uh, deal involving Fox News. And I think Rob in Michigan, uh, talking about uh, ballots, uh, has worked. He's retired Postal Service. Rob, what, what can you bring to the table on this? Well, the problem is not with the machinery like they were talking about in March. But it's uh, staffing. Um, I was talking with my letter carrier uh, this weekend, and he was saying that they can't keep the new new hires that they've been getting in, and currently they're working 60 to 70 hours a week. And with the new hires, like the, um, um, the young people coming up now that they're hiring in, if the supervisors complain about, the kind of work that they're doing, they'll call in sick for three days. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you look, the work ethic of, of some of the younger generation right now they 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 can't have they can't oh. believe that you have to have to come back tomorrow and work again a full day. So here's what oh. happened: Fox News, and you tell me about this, but I'm looking at it. It's part of a special investigation. Eric Sean, uh, they sent 500 envelopes from more than 50 locations throughout the country to test how quickly. 
They travel between addresses to a single destination in New York. A little more than 2% failed to reach their destination, including nine envelopes that have not been delivered more than a month later. Uh, and they're, they're, they're trying to see just how trustworthy, and as you just heard Rob say, a lot of it has to do with the, the, the pool of people that we're hiring from these days. It said out of 100 envelopes sent by producers, each in the metro area, 20 were addressed to a post office box in lower Manhattan that was monitored daily. The other 80 were sent to a single destination in each city, and they were also monitored. And it said out of the 500 envelopes, 11 failed to reach their destination, two returned to sender, and the other nine they cannot find. Still just lost. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean on the big, on the big scale? Right. If we look at the numbers, 2.2% of the mailings failed. Yeah. 2.2%. Now, look at the election numbers. How many elections are closer than 2.2%? In the last presidential election, several states were. So it's well within the margin of error of what these tests, and this is not the only one. There's other networks done them too. Um, it just looks like that there's enough failure with the Postal Service that it could absolutely change this election on mail-in ballots hmm. if these numbers hold true. And, and that's all they are is a test. They're a small number. You actually think that the, the failure rate would go up when you go into the millions. Oh. But let's just say it stays the same. You, you're talking about, uh, Rick, if you, if you have a – Hundred million votes cast. You're talking about two point two million of them never getting there, which is enough to change many of the states. And you also have the Supreme Court has ruled that ballots in Wisconsin must be received by election day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they uh, well see. Here's the problem. We and we've talked about this. If we're going to have mailing in voting, that's fine, but it's got to be secure. We have some states that have done this for several election cycles, and they've kind of got their act together. We have a whole bunch of them. This is going to be the very first time they've tried it. Right. And they have tried to do it and put it together in the last 90 days, which is Forget politics of this. This is going to be a zoo. We've talked about that, that there's a political reason one party wants it and one party doesn't. We got that. But let's just look at the mechanical part of it being done. It's just... It's just they don't have a system in place that has been tested, that has been refined and is as accurate as it needs to be. I don't have a problem. If America decides they want to do mail-in voting, that's fine. But you need to decide to do it for the next presidential election and get your act together. Have a midterm election that's mail-in, not as many votes. Practice. Get all your things worked out. We've had... We've had absentee ballots this year found by the boxfuls thrown away. Right. We've had polling sites that are collecting these burned. We have had judges make rulings and then hire judges changing those rulings back to the original. So we've got all kinds of things. Like in our state, we had a judge rule that you didn't have to have a witness sign your ballot or a uh, uh, notary. Well, there was a period of time, then that became the law of the land in our state. Then you had another judge overrule that and go, you can't do that. You can't change the rules of that. That's not your call. You go back to the other one. Well, now the question is, those ballots that were received with no 
extra with no signature on it guaranteeing who signed it, are they legal or not? Well, that's another question. Right. Or do you have to accept the ones during that two-week period as legal? The ones after that have to have another on. I mean, the poor Secretary of State, John Merrill here, I mean, he's getting more curveballs thrown at him than somebody in the World Series facing Kershaw. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he's trying to follow the, the courts, but the courts keep changing the game. Well, the Supreme Court said uh, to the back in Wisconsin, those Democrats that wanted that extension, it, they ruled against them. They said, look, it's got to arrive on Election Day. They got to have it by Election Day. If, if it doesn't have to arrive by Election Day, guess what? That's not Election Day. Right. <laughs> Wait till you hear what Hillary Clinton has to say about you coming up next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Five minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. All right, so I do want to point a relief factor, uh, and I'm hey, we've got uh, Haven has sent us an email from Texas. Hey, Haven, what's up, man? Uh, and here's what she says She says, I'm 53. I'm a little younger than you guys, but I was feeling a lot older, and I was experiencing lots of aches and pains in my shoulder and lower back. And also having a hard time getting up and down. I took your advice, started taking Relief Factor, and was very quickly amazed at the results. Plain and simple, it works. I've even got my husband to start taking it too for his upper back and hip. And what's funny is he didn't think it was working until he ran out and then realized that the pain was coming back. Like I said, Relief Factor just works. We're believers in the, and you know why we believe in it? The results. So thank you, Rick and Bubba. Well, no, thank you, Haven. Thanks for the email. If you would like to try this, this is all natural, four botanicals. Um, you can take a relief factor, a little pack. I saw Adler taking his in there a minute ago, and I've already had my first one for today. And then it's all natural, so you can take it as a supplement every day. It's not a drug. It's not a stimulant. These are natural botanicals that help with inflammation. And if that if that's kind of the root of your problem, you may see the kind of results that Haven and her husband have seen uh, that we're seeing too. A three-week supply, nineteen ninety-five. We do three weeks because that's about how long. If, if you're not seeing any results in three weeks, sadly, it's probably not the answer for you. So if you suffer from aches, pains, or inflammation, check out relieffactor.com or go to rickandbubba.com. You'll find them there under the sponsors button. Hillary is... Um, oh, Hillary. You person, Brad. Look what you've done. Yes, we will. You can Hillary Clinton update. Will somebody, will somebody get her a lozenge, please? Get her, get her a lozenge. Let me grab the Back up, you creep. All right, so Hillary has uh, done an interview. This is the New York Times podcast. And I think she's handled the loss in 2016 well, don't you? Yeah, well, she yeah. spends 13 minutes of it that we're not going to play for you because we've already heard her claim that the election was stolen from her. Once again, she acts like she does not understand the Electoral College. Right. Uh, for somebody that's so smart, studied law, and has all these degrees – you think she would understand basic civics class. So uh, so Trump, she says... Is That's it, the only thing that matters, Hillary. That nothing mm-hmm. else matters. The fact that she got 300 million more... I mean, 3 million more votes, she thinks that that means that he's illegitimate. Again, not in a constitutional republic with an electoral college, it doesn't. Uh, but that's what she says. He's illegitimate. It was stolen from her. 
we got all that. You know, she, she's never, ever just said, I didn't get the job done. I was a deplorable candidate. If I'd have been a better candidate, we wouldn't have lost all those wins. Well, she'd already used the term deplorable on somebody else. Right. Well, we're we're all about to get it again. Right. So then Hillary, in this podcast from the New York Times, uh, goes. Sway. Sway. uh, Sway. Sway. She's going to go on a tirade, uh, which sounds almost like she loses it. I mean, about uh, if if, if Donald Trump is elected again. And this is more the reason. You know, I'm starting to get to the point where I don't even know if it's for the good of the country or not. I'm getting now where my driving force, which is not right, may not even be the good of the country as much as to watch the reaction of the crazy left. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, that that was a highlight for me four years ago, to watch yeah, them lose their mind that night. That yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. So she's now been she's asked. Old, by the way. Yeah, she, you'll hear the, the host uh, of Sway ask her this question. Sway. And listen to the response. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that if he wins, that will continue? Are you under any worries that that will manifest itself look i mean i can't entertain the idea of him winning so let's you know let's just preface it by that you can't no i think it it would cause cognitive dissonance of a grave degree why is that oh because it makes me literally sick to my stomach to think that we'd have four more years of this abuse and destruction of our institutions and damaging of our norms and our values and lessening of our leadership and the list goes on But there's no doubt that he would do everything he could to attack and punish anyone who was, in his view, an adversary. And he would be aided and abetted, sadly, by both elected and appointed officials. So, of course, one of the most important accomplishments that I hope we see in this election is a Democratic Senate, where that would be the check that we would need against further abuse of power. I I don't think he has any boundaries at all, Kara. I don't think he has any conscience. Uh, He's obviously, you know, not a moral, truthful man. So he will do whatever he can to lift himself up. And remember, as I said, he lives with this specter of illegitimacy. He knows more about how he got really elected than we still do. Uh, Hopefully we'll learn more in the years ahead. Well, that wasn't exactly the spineless quote, but uh, yeah, it's part of the it's, story. It's a forty-minute uh, yeah. podcast. So, but now was she talking about Trump or Bill Clinton there? Yeah, right, right. right. And isn't she, isn't she the one that that I mean, really? it comes out that she was the one working with the Russians for? Well, yeah, to, to, well, to well, of course, get, of course. She, she just said that that Donald Trump was an immoral, dishonest man. Now, and um, this this is the woman who worked mm, with the Russians to mm, create this dossier that she paid for that started all this impeachment thing. And when she said that they want to get the Senate, what she meant by that, not as a check and balance, she mm-hmm. wants it so they will remove Trump from being president. See, their their dream is to see him escorted from the White House in handcuffs. That's that's their ultimate goal. Right. And and what she's talking about, what Bubba talked about, is she says that most most Republicans not mm-hmm. not some. Yeah. Most Republicans feel the same way she does. They're just too spineless to stand up to. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Right. Uh, anybody believe that? Most? Some. But most one or two. But most? No, nowhere close to most. Right. So and most uh, of them are going to help but reelect him. Right. Yeah. I look, I've noticed. I mean, Lindsey Graham went from 
couldn't stand him till he's all in love with him now. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. After he's worked with him, he likes him now. He gets very defensive. Yeah, they were they were not uh, you know seeing eye to eye to begin with, but uh, they worked it out. They like two kids that fought in the schoolyard. Now they defend each other. Well, and and I think there's been there's been a remember ch- Trump gave his cell number out. Remember? I actually yeah. yes. Sure I is. actually. I think that, of course, she's delusional into her. She thinks he's illegitimate because it should have been her. She cannot believe we didn't elect her first female president there, of the United States. There's nothing illegitimate about that race, and she knows that. Right. She knows that. But you know where it's coming it, from. It she looks, can't believe she was turned down. It looks odd when you say more people voted for her, but he's president. Well, that would be great if we had a direct popular vote. You're right. But we don't. We have an electoral college, electoral college. And uh, I know I'll get emails about how I'm saying well, it, but we, you, we you know what know. I mean. Yes, we do. <laughs> but, y'all, that was done for several reasons. One and foremost, the smaller states wouldn't join the union without it because they said two or three big cities will elect every president. Mm-hmm. And that's the case. That's what will happen now, by the way. Yeah. I, I kind of want y'all to hear. I'm, I'm going back because this is so entertaining. Uh, talking about uh, the last election, Hillary talking about how Trump won. Anxiety that you feel toward the end of a long campaign. You thought you were going to win. You felt Absolutely. like yeah. thought I was going to win. And so did everybody else. I mean, I know uh, people look back now and say, well, it wasn't, you know, it, we were going to win. We were absolutely going to win. And I think the, the principal reason why we ended up not winning those uh, three states that uh, we thought we were going to win uh, was the Comey letter, because we could literally chart what happened from before and after. And we could see polling and we knew we were dropping. I thought that I had stopped the drop, that it had, you know, hit the bottom. But we also learned afterwards how people were searching on Google, trying to make sense of it. What did it mean? So there was a lot of voter angst as well. So why was there that angst, though? I mean, because in some cases, Biden's getting different kinds of attacks and whether it's his son or, or something else. Why did it work with you? Well, I think it worked with me because it was the first time, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, you know, shame on me. And I think a lot of voters aren't going to be fooled again. You know, there were academic studies done afterwards, lots of them, about why people ended up not voting for me. And it was shocking what they believed. I mean, the disinformation was incredibly pervasive. And one uh, very influential piece of totally false news was Pope Francis had endorsed Trump. And where did they get that? They got that delivered in their Facebook feeds. And one was that I was dying. I was constantly dying. And Still I'm, not dead? Yeah, I, I'm still, so far as I know, That's walking and talking and breathing. But you could just see how intense the disinformation campaign was. Yes, yes. And hmm. it was something people had never experienced before. Uh, Nothing to do with her. Nothing to do with no, her. No, yeah, no. nothing. Boy, have you ever, have you ever in your life heard so much self denial? Uh, uh, so- the main reason you lost, Hillary, was people thought you were dishonest, yeah. and they thought the Clinton whole the Clinton crime family had had enough airtime. That's what they thought. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Yep. That had enough of the Clintons and their shenanigans. Right. How much she's throwing? Oh. Uh, Controversial Pope Francis in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he's really he's stirred it up. It. So the Pope endorsing somebody that swayed people in Pennsylvania. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah. You were a bad candidate, Hillary, and the letter was about what people were catching you doing. Yeah. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.
nine minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIGS, our number. Here we go. A long distance, direct via assistance, Eric Hope 212. There's lines available. Terry Murdahl's lining them up, and let's have a little chat. At 866-WE-BE-BIG, if you want to get in now, you can. At the end of 30 seconds, our buzzer sounds. Your time on the program comes to a close. We will start with Melody. Our Melanie, not uh, not Melody, Melanie, out of uh, Westover. And Melanie, you've got 30 seconds. Go right ahead. Good morning, guys. It's great to talk to y'all. Our pleasure. Hey, I'm, on the way to work. I'm on the way to work at y'all's favorite restaurant. Uh, that's all right. But Get I, them I just, chicken livers ready. You're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, Betty, and I talked about those chicken livers yeah. the other day, Bill. Yes, you um, did. <laughs> we, I have got the most wonderful boss in the world that allows me to wear my Trump button while I'm at work. I have gotten several, several responses that I did not even dream I would get. I actually had one lady tell me that I would go to hell if I voted for Trump. What? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I'm serious. Who, who, does, she, my, who does she think she is? Pope Francis? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, my, first, right. my first thought was, where was she going to go if she voted for Biden? But, <laughs> you know, I like my job. I love where I work and I love the people there. But she doesn't know me. I don't know her. I would not. That's the difference, I, I think, between what's going on here is there's a difference between love and hate. And it's a big difference. And you still have to love those people that are hating and, and, and just want yeah, nothing but hate and disappointment in this country. Yeah, you just and, have to take those hot coals and just put them on their head and yeah, just be kind to them look, and tell them. You think, appreciate your opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge your eternity and, and yeah. redemption on your vote, and I appreciate if you wouldn't do the same for me. Yeah, whoever I vote yeah. has nothing to do with my eternity. Wow. That's, exactly. It may show I mean, bad I'm, judgment, but yeah, it has yeah. nothing to do with my eternity. Right. Thank goodness. Uh, Chuck in Vestavia Hills. Thanks, Melanie. Good to hear from you. Melanie, always appreciate you. Uh, Chuck, go ahead. Yeah, guys, real quick, uh, a lot of your listeners, I know, understand this, but maybe a lot don't, how important it is to elect a conservative candidate for president in America today. If Hillary Clinton had won in 2016, the court today would be 7-2 in favor of radicalism and socialism in America. So I believe God obviously is still in control, and last night may have been one of the most significant actions... Yeah, yeah were- I agree. I agree. Because, you know, we were hearing all this, oh, the court's out of whack. We've got to fix the court. What if it had been 7-2 liberals, and we're talking more like Sotomayor and Kagan and all that gang? Uh, can you imagine the rulings we would be getting out of there right now? I know the answer to this, but I have to ask it. <laughs> and do you think there would be uh, one Democrat, gosh. one, that said this is not the way it should be? No. Uh, no. Hey, the Supreme Court is too no. one-sided. No. no. Do you think they would ever say that? Not ever? one. Not a half. They wouldn't be a half, say that. Charlie, Knoxville, Tennessee. Charlie, go ahead. Hey, guys. I appreciate you taking the call. Sure. Every election, I kind of pray that, you know, thy will be done, and I kind of trust that it will be, but I want to jump ahead. I want to jump ahead to around July after Trump wins. Do you think that we're going to be going through the impeachment processes again? Do you think it's going to hit us like it? If the Democrats have control of the House, they will do an impeachment again almost immediately. 
And I think it will be constant throughout the next four years to the point they realize they're damaging their chances by continuing to do this. Now, here's the important part. If they get to Senate too, he will be removed from office. Yeah. They will overturn this election if he has won, if they have the House and Senate. They would have removed him last time. They don't need a few more votes. Cooper. See, they don't, they don't see it in a historical context of you removing the will of the people. They see it as we're smarter and our side must prevail. That's just how, like, their comments on the court this time. Well, it's the way they treat minorities. It's the way they treat everybody. If 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 the le- the current left right now had their way, this is how they truly see the world by their actions. They would completely dominate the Supreme Court. They would dominate the White House, dominate the House the House of Representatives, dominate the Senate, and then they would dominate all media. There would be no and I'm, what is this starting to sound like? Mm-hmm. Tyrannical yeah. socialism. Yeah. Yep. It, 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 and slash. It'd be a one party. And look, if they win the Senate this time, not only will they remove the president, they're going to add. Uh, they're going to add District of Columbia. Yep. And Puerto Rico as states, that that will absolutely give them a almost a supermajority in the Senate. That will prevent conservatives from ever winning that again without a massive changeover. They have made such inroads in Texas, they consider it purple now, and they think they will own it by the next presidential election. Now, if they have, if they have New York, Texas, and California, no other vote will count in the president. That's the only three states that will matter. The only time they're for opposing the government is if they don't have control of it. That's right. To Cooper in Birmingham, 104.7 WZZK. Coop, go ahead. Hey, just real quick, do you think after uh, Biden speaks that any of his uh, team, do they ever comment or, you know, you know, try to make excuses for why he fumbles over words. And then also the second question is, and I'll hang up, is this morning when y'all were playing that clip, he kind of sounds like the uh, the guy from Waterboy, the farmer, to coach his special team. <laughs> no, you're right. No, if they're anything like us, they 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 get into their car, that the one that doesn't have Biden in it, and they look at each other and they say things like this, hey, I went good, didn't it? Wow. Hey. Well, they usually how, how come long, back. How much longer we keep this up? Like even on this, they come back and they say, uh, Vice President Biden misspoke when he said this, or he misspoke when he said this, right. and they back it up. They back up what he said. But in their private rooms. Oh, they, yeah, they, they go, oh, my gosh. Donna, Birmingham. Put lipstick on this pig long enough. 104.7 ZZK, go ahead. Donna. Um, did you say Donna? I did. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, I was, please fact check me on this, but according to the CDC, the week of April, April the 11th through the 18th in the United States, over 17,000 people, quote unquote, died from COVID. This uh, past week, October 17th through the 24th, the death rate was totaled at either 284 or 286. Uh, Yeah, it is. But right now, watch watch the left in the media. They're going to convince you this is worse than any COVID period we've ever had. And if you don't stop Trump, it's only going to get worse. Mm Mm-hmm. To Lynn and Bessemer. Lynn, go ahead. Welcome. 30 seconds. Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for what you do for the kingdom. I uh, appreciate you. Thank you. And um, uh, wanted to say, you know, people don't realize they talk about the Supreme Court being 4 3, 5 2, you know, going back and forth. Yeah. Supreme Court should be nobody against nobody. It right. should be That's right. bipartisan. It shouldn't 
There shouldn't be. It, it shouldn't be partisan way. at all. The problem you're saying not bipartisan. It should be nonpartisan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is there's humans involved. Yeah, and the left looks to the Supreme Court to make laws, and that's not their job. Yeah, it's, when they they can't win national elections, they can't put together the votes to get something in. Yeah. They count on their buddies in the judicial to yeah. catch it and right. correct it. Right. Yeah. Well, they look at it as correction fluid. I didn't see her entire speech, but I heard um, <clears throat> new Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett last night say, "If I was a senator." Then yeah, I, I've got an opinion on this, right. and I'm trying to get that. If I was representative, but when I'm here, that that's all over. Yeah. I, I don't. I, that's not what we do here. Did right. you see Brett Kavanaugh's big beer bust celebrating after it was over? How funny was that? <laughs> Babylon B, did you see that one? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the keg out. Welcoming her to the Supreme Court. Oh, that's a good one. Gosh, that was good. That's good stuff. I don't care who you are. Thanks for being with us today. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.